gonna find some intro music. The struggles of a high nigga. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all finna come through? Man, we're all over there. It's Big Bob in the front seat. Ash, no dash. It's Chucky Lucky. And Chris. And we all over here. All right, all right. So, as you know, the big blockbuster in theaters right now is Queen and Slim. Now, it is widely known to have, you know, some controversy, but people are really thinking that this film will be for the culture. So, the first topic in the film. So, let's stop right now. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Burr, 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 burr. Spoiler <laughs> alert. Yes. So, we're really going to dig deep into the topic. We all finally saw it. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. So, we all finally saw the film. And we do have some topics that I kind of... Because I saw the film first. And... um so I got some topics that we we're going to talk about. And the first one, um, the topic of discussion is being black in America, in Amer- the black American experience. Um, and within the film, it really tackled the black experience from multifaceted angles. You know, Slim being just this guy who's like really complacent. And Queen being a attorney who literally you meet them on their Tinder date or whatever, which <laughs> oh my gosh, <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> sis. Okay, so um, and she being an attorney, she really and she lost the first date, but the opening, the first fifteen minutes, it's like what's evident and clear for a lot of black people today in America, just driving down the street and then a cop just pull you over for no reason. Thank God, no cop pulled me over no before for no darn reason. That's a lie. I was pulled not over with my mama. And then them cops came out and pulled, like, but that's not the point. Back to the film. Anybody um, want to give an experience about maybe like their ideas of being black in America and probably having to deal with some type of pressure or um, some psychological fear or aims just being black in America and just trying to live in this saw world? I mean, honestly, I think that as a young black man, as a young black man, it is very... It's like touchy feely. It's touchy. It's touch and go with me because I I don't fear the police. I don't, but that doesn't mean that I don't respect them. I respect authority, honestly. But it's in certain instances and in certain arenas, I've been racially profiled. I've I've been traveling to work, and I I work in a gated community, and as I enter to enter the community, the the patrolling officer, he saw me come in with my homeboy and granted it's a upscale neighborhood, but it was two young black males riding around in a work van. Of course, eh, it can raise suspicion, but not that much. And to me, we didn't do anything wrong. And the first question that we got when the police officer pulled up to us was, Oh, uh, what are you guys doing in here? Um, I'm sorry. Do we look the opposite of what this neighborhood brings? I mean, 
the neighbors are African American, but just because you've seen two two males come in in a work truck, you think, oh, maybe they're trying to rob the place or something like that. But I then turned to the officer and I said, hey, so I, I work here. I'm, I'm sitting in front of my job because I got here kind of early. I didn't want to, you know, be sitting, standing outside. It's kind of cold. It was like cold around that time of the year, even though Miami don't really get cold, cold. But still, it was like kind of cool. I didn't want to stand outside. And the police officer just was like, oh, let me, let me, let me verify that. I walked up to the door and I said, do you want me to use my key to get in the house? So you, oh no, you can knock because you can be lying. But if my key works, how? Mm. Oh, you could have took that key from some, okay. I knock on the door and my boss answers the door and says, why, why are you with the police? And I respond, why am I with the police? (laughs) 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 Oh, these two young men were sitting in front of your house. He's like, and my, my, my boss, who is a white male, he actually defended me because he was like, wait, hold on. No, no, no. Don't, don't, don't come around here because I, I have multiple people who have different ethnicities that work at this household. But you single out him because, look, there's another car with people in it. But just because they're white, you didn't, you didn't, you didn't stop that car. You, you just let that go by. And I I just sat there and I had the you know the the two year old behind your mama back mm. like this, this, I was like looking at him like yeah what yeah say say what you gotta say oh I'm sorry sir I'm sorry sir yeah uh, yeah it, he eventually got laid off because of the racial profiling because my boss complained but mm-hmm. I mean that was a scary instance because even him pulling know. us over immediately my mind went to. I hope he don't pull out his gun. I don't got no weapons on me. I ain't trying to be on nobody t-shirt. You know, like, no, for real. On the t-shirt. No, for real, because at the end of the day, I've run into multiple instances with the police officers. Even at church, I jumped out of my my work van, and I I was about to walk into church. But because I was sweaty, you know, I, I just left work. And I was trying to get to a revival, and a police officer, there had been a break-in, and the man said I fit the description. But I had on khaki pants and a white T-shirt. The man had on basketball shorts and a white T-shirt. But because I was a black, sweaty male, I look, I fit the description. And the man pulled like pulled up on me, and my auntie, she had to step to my defense. Had I, I, I still believe to this day, had my auntie not been outside, I probably would have been dead. Because his his hand was on his gun, and he was like he was like, hey, sit down, right there, right there. I'm like, what? Is, what? I just got on my work man. What? Oh, let me see some ID. And my aunt came out. I was like, hey, 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 what, what are you doing? That's my nephew. No, I'm not going nowhere. The lady, be quiet. No, I'm. I will not be quiet. And she works for the state. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, I was I was kind of in fear for my life because his hand was on his gun. He was nervous. And I was like, oh man, I'm finna, like, it, it was crazy because like at that moment, I literally can see like people like saying, why did you kill this man? I saw me. I'm like, yo, that, that, it's scary because like, dude, like, it, he has all rights to pull his weapon if he feels threatened. But does my blackness threaten you? I'm sitting down. That's a why is your hand on why is your hand on your gun? I'm sitting down, my legs are crossed, and my hands are on my lap like this. I, I have no access to anything, but your hand is still on your gun as if I can I can flinch and you would die. Like he scared the hell out of me, like for real. Mm-hmm. So I mean, 
it's touchy feely, man. I, I I I don't too much deal with police officers, but mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not scared of them. I, I, but just be just thinking about that kind of brings up the new the the uh, the topic of being immortal and how black bodies or black people can only be immortalized in death. Yeah. Hence Trayvon Martin. Hence Tamir Rice. Hence Sandra Bland. Hence all the names that we know now for Lil Castile. All these people we know now. Just because they passed away. Granted, when they was alive and well, I ain't know them. At all. No. I ain't know them at all. But that but that conversation that Junior had with Queen and Slim, like, I want to be immortal. I'm like, oh, he about to die. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> I said, he about to die. Because um, Slim said, do you know being immortal as a black kid or a black man means that you have to die and this man said I'm ready to die Queen said I want to live right and that being said it was just like this concept of like why because like when we think about great names in people especially when people try to make a deal like we talk about Huey Newton we talk about like um uh, MLK, we talk about Malcolm X and those people making a change and them still dying in order for them to be um, immortalized. All right. So that that conversation itself is like it's it's kind of it's deep, yeah. but they bring me into um, <laughs> anybody got an idea on about being immortal before I skip over this. Nah, all right. <laughs> that brings us to the idea about the scene I hate the most, which is when Junior pulled out this goddamn gun and oh, shot the cop in the face. Because I was like, "Well, why the hell did he do this?" I've been to a, uh, I've been to a protest um, for Trayvon Martin, but it was nothing like that. It was nothing like that. And to see like the the riot ensued as soon as the tear gas was like they were peacefully walking on the street. And then tear grass is pulled. And then they're like, get back, get back, right? And then Junior turns around, no, nah, nigga. Right. <laughs> no. Nah. He look mad, spit all out his mouth. And I'm just like, but why? But why? I, I think that that's why that's where I said I didn't too much like that scene because mm-hmm. to me it wasn't really. It wasn't me. that. I mean, it was it was great. It was a great movie. I feel but like the movie. I think that they OD that part. The more, the the better scene of a protest to me in a movie, which will hands down be the top protest in a movie of all time to me. So? No, it's the movie, the hate you give. Oh yeah. Oh man, that 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 scene that, that was scene was way real more realistic because the then like they were they were combative and then it led into a whole bunch of strife and a whole bunch of con- the, like confusion going on around everybody. Right. You know what I'm saying? But that scene right there, they were just literally standing there and all they no no officers were even talking. It was one officer saying something. It was inaudible, so we couldn't tell what he was saying, but it didn't lead along the lines to oh tear gas them, but like like what like why did y'all throw that? It just escalated out of nowhere, right? And then he turns around and he pulls the gun, and at that moment, me and Ash No Dash were looking at the screen, and I said, "No, I think she said if he man it, this this ain't real because he pulled out the gun in the midst of all that, and nobody, nobody saw him." Him. 
he would have been dead. Like, you know what I'm saying? But, but then it's... Yeah, go ahead. But, but then the incidental shot was so terrible. What incidental shot? At the end. Oh, we ain't there yet. <clears throat> no, no, I'm not. I'm talking about that scene. He didn't mean to shoot him. If you look at if you look at it, his reaction, he was like, oh, snap, I just shot him. But then he kind of didn't care because he wanted to be immortal. Yeah. So he, like, it was an incidental shot. It wasn't on purpose. He just had it, had it I there. I mean, if you have the gun, you have an intent to use it. But I, nah, like, not I necessarily. Watched, I don't I mean, think so. I feel like, no. I felt this, like it was supposed to be like, oh, now kill me. But I didn't do nothing wrong. I felt like he was leading along the lines of that more so than, oh, I'm gonna shoot you, so you shoot me. I think it was just a scare tactic, like, yeah. oh, now you get to you get to shoot me now, but I'm immortal because I didn't do nothing to you. Nigga, you got a gun to my face. You did everything wrong. I should yeah, kill you. Of course. But the fact that it was like, oh, it was like they sent a black cop to kind of pander to him and like, son, right. what is you doing, right? right? But then, just go home. But I watched, I watched the, I listened to an interview and uh, Lena Way was like, oh, I want to have like a. a a black cop to kind of say like oh not all cops are black but I'm just like but why even have that interaction to begin with right. and but did y'all recognize who that was though who that was y'all didn't see y'all didn't y'all didn't catch that that easter egg in there no that was the guy who came to the house knocking on the door that wasn't him that was him knocking on what door the door the, of the, the uncle the prostitute ex-boyfriend that was a police officer that wasn't him that looked that exactly was not him. that, that looked exactly they was, was in a whole different him. town oh listen I think I'm, I'm, that's just I, it, to me it looked like him. I thought it was <laughs> not him. all niggas look alike but to be honest I to be honest I really didn't agree with y'all on this one because listening to that uh the interview that Crystal was talking about on the read, it gave me more insight into why she chose that. And for me, it felt like at that point, the protest was already escalated when he got there. If you realize when that scene was set up, they were already in mid-protest. He came late. He really did. Like, he 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 was trying to come lately. He came late at that point. Niggas be late. And... It seemed like at that point they were already kind of riled up, and so he he comes in on the scene. He comes in on the scene, and um, that's when they talk about him. The police officer is throwing the the. <laughs> I mean, throwing just the turn what? It the tear gas. That's what they're talking about. The police officer is throwing the tear gas right. um, into the crowd. But the reason why I brought up the interview from the read is because I remember Lena Lena Wade talking about um, why she chose that particular scene, and she talks about this um, idea of what's the the young black boy who got killed in the park. Tamir Rice. Tamir Rice. She talks about Tamir Rice, and she talks about she want her wanting to play with this idea of. Um, her wanting to play with this idea y'all threw me off with the volume thing her wanting to play with this idea of god where was I adults and children Uh, no 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 her wanting there it goes her wanting to play with this idea of what if Tamir Rice had a real gun what if this was 
um, a more intense scene than him playing with a gun. How would a child feel in those shoes? Would he feel threatened by that police officer? Um. And so it was more so, and Chris, uh, Chris and I had this debate via text message because I kind of understood why she did that. Because when you think about a child and you think about a child being in fear for his life, like I brought up the scenario of like the boogeyman, like you don't really know how he looked face to face, but you, when you are, when you have fear overtaking you at that point, you don't know how you're going to react. And this is where I said, if you are afraid of the boogeyman, why in the hell would you go where the boogeyman is at? All right. That's true. I, I understand both sides. <laughs> I get it now that you've brought it to that light, but I kind of disagree with the way she went about it. Yeah. Because... Mm-hmm. I feel like it was he, sloppy. Right, yeah. I, I feel like, okay, one interaction with Queen and Slim should not have given him the boldness to pull a gun out of him. I feel like if they like, didn't meet... I, I, didn't, I didn't see the connection but there. I feel but like I he was already feeling some type of way before they even thought it was an honor to meet them. And yeah. I think he was all, he was so surrounded by things that even like media in his neighborhood and everything else that we don't know about that it's no way I can know that some of these black people that kill a police officer and an officer and now I'm just for it. Like, ooh, I'm gonna kill these police he's, officers. He was been on that yeah. way because he's the one who brought the and conversation. Some people just right. think like that. Some people mind just yeah, but even with even with that, the, remember how he brought up the backstory of how that officer got off because he had already killed somebody else. Like, oh, that was the fat guy who got hit by the truck, which was hilarious. Yeah, yeah, like you know, <laughs> they brought up that backstory, so that it's like, oh well, now if that's the case, I know that 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 had to be brought up in like the news broadcast, even though that wasn't shown. Mm-hmm. Like, I be, I feel like that 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 like basically. They were trying to portray that that media had gotten out. Like, oh, the the officer who previously killed a black guy was killed by a black guy. Like, I feel like that's what was surfacing around. Let's be real about our media today. We would never, ever say, oh, a cop who did X, Y, Z once upon a time or got suspended for oh, whatever. No, no, I disagree with because that. Because that, oh, that, that whole aspect is, is wrong. Now, the way that the fat man was talking about it was like, oh, because we, how do we hear about our own news about black people dying and knowing which cop did it or what person did it? It's through our social media. Mm-hmm. So, because people make that connection, you would never see on Channel 10, Channel 7, or whatever your local news is, oh, a cop who once killed a black man just got shot by a black man. I'm not saying they put it like that yeah. in that light. I didn't say I, I didn't I don't think they shed the light on it that much, but I believe that because he had probably prior been basically in the storyline, he had priorly been in the news for that particular situation and they probably protest the protest had proceeded and all type of things got out and they knew who he was. Just like yeah, like, for, like for example. George Zimmerman. Oh God. Oh, yes. no, 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 no. I gotta say it. Because just like George Zimmerman, like like now, oh honestly, had we not known who killed Trayvon Martin, would this case be really relevant? Him trying to sue 
for a hundred million for the family. Would this case be relevant? We wouldn't even know who that was. We're like, wait, who is that? But because we know who it is, once he just like y'all reaction now, mm-hmm. once I bring up the name, it's like, oh, that's buddy. That, yeah, that man, not one even want to talk about that. But now that if you put that in the perspective of the movie, it's like, oh, officer such and such died. Ain't that that dude that killed the black dude? Yeah, that's what he get. That's what now. That's how that flip. I feel like that's where how that kid felt because yeah. he was like, oh, well, that's. The, Everybody talking about that's the dude, the dude that killed the black dude. Now he, he got shot by a black dude and he getting away. Man, yeah, man. So now it's like, oh, I feel honored to be in y'all presence because you did something that a, a million other brothers wanted to do. Now that you done did that, oh yeah, cool. I don't, I got, I, I got a little boldness about myself because I feel like we can do it. Because look, y'all getting away with it. That's how the, the fat black man looked at them. Right, he they felt like power to the people. Like right. oh, yeah. like first like, of all, that's murder. Like right. I, they ain't even trying to do this. <laughs> right, it was like come on, yeah. But then they started to embrace the role. Honestly, they didn't really, they didn't really feel like they were like oh, like higher than I. But they was like. I this mean, is this is how we are now. This is who we this are is, now. This, this, this remind me of this remind me of a line from the great prophet Kendrick Lamar. <laughs> he said, "The one in front of the gun lives forever," which in turn that is not really correct. The one in front and behind of the gun live forever, mm-hmm. because we remember Zora Zimmerman just as much as we remember mm-hmm. Trayvon mm-hmm. Martin. Yeah. So, <clears throat> I'll just like to alter that piece. But also with the cop, too, um, it was kind of like this little, I wouldn't say it's an Easter egg, but it's like this little kind of detail that probably, you know, kind of brushed past everybody's mind. When he was putting in um, Slim's information in his computer, it was a picture of his family on the computer. Yeah, no, I saw that. But how are you looking forward to being with your family when the man said, it's cold out here. Right. It's cold out here, and you caught an attitude and mm-hmm. pulled your gun. I think and I think he was all in, in his feelings because he, I think it was like something where it's a power he just trip. had to work. You know, like he had to work that night, and he was like, man, I do all this. So yeah, I'm finna give anybody a hard time because I, he, no. he first of all, he went to the car and he read dispatch. First, he asked for his driver's license. The first thing you're supposed to do after you dro- ask for a driver's license is run the driver's license. He, did he, he did never did that. He opened and closed the computer. And then when he called it in, he said, oh, a black male, black female, possible DUI. Yeah. But I mean, that's what that's that's what he, that's what that's what he was supposed to say because he, they they did swerve and that yeah. gave him reason. Yeah, that's his reasonable yeah. doubt. That's his reasonable doubt. You yeah. know what I'm saying? That's his reason for it. Now, granted, he 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 did say that, but this was the part that got me. Do you need backup? No. no. That right there lets it's, me know says something was on his heart immediately. Yeah. Because. No matter what, traffic stop or not, especially in the modern day, you see it all the time. Every time somebody, one car get pulled over, you be having four, five police officers. Mm-hmm. So when he said, no, I don't need backup, back at the station, they probably said, oh, he probably let him go because it was a possible DUI and they probably let free. So that's why nobody ever came because he said, no, I'm good. But not knowing that the future, like uh, to the next ten minutes, will be your last you ten minutes. Cleo. Right, like. So, <laughs> but even 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 with that, to me, I I feel like when he did the whole "Can I search your trunk?" He asked multiple questions and all that. The man said, "Why is it funny?" Because I asked you if you. Uh, if I, he drink. said, "I don't drink." 
Okay. Now he felt like he was challenging him in this sort. Because yeah. once you let la- you laugh at a at a cough, oh yeah, I, I got authority, or oh, I'm finna abuse my authority. Oh, you think it's funny? I got something for you. Now I'm doing all this rambling. I'm doing, oh, let me check your shoes. This man was taking the paper out the shoes. Mm-hmm. Bruh, I don't got nothing in here. Can you hurt? I, I would have said the same thing. Yo, do you come on man, it's cold out here. Like, can we can we get it going? But that goes back to a complex, though, because people who are in search of having power over people will exert it at any chance that they get. Yeah. Yeah. And that's an issue. And that doesn't even come with cops. That comes with people in relationships. Because yeah. people who, who make more money than another person or who have more knowledge over another person, that's just power dynamics in general. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, hey, at the end of the day, my, my outtake of the movie was... It was a good movie. It was a great movie. It was a wonder. It was like wonderful points and everything. It was really poetic. But I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go out there and say it because you know I've been saving this for about twenty something hours. I don't think it was crowd worthy. I'm gonna be real. Oh my! I'm gonna be real now. No, wait, let me let me let me let me let me let me tell you why I don't think it was crowd worthy because. I saw it coming, basically. Mm. You know, some stories, like, granted, this is a true story, but some stories you'll hear, like, oh, this happened, that happened, this happened, that happened. But then, you like, you if, if you know the outcome, like, come on, bro. Y'all was gone for six days on this high-speed manhunt for mm. two people that killed an officer, especially of opposite races. Like the complete opposite, black and white. That's there's no more opposite than that, that you can get, right? Mm-hmm. The moment that they weren't even compliant already, they oh they're armed and they're dangerous. We on the look for these two. When I finally get there, and I finally get to them, I said, oh yeah, they're gonna die. Like I, in anticipation, now I would have cried earlier in the movie had it happened, but. Where it happened and how it unfolded, all those cop cars being there, I was like, somebody getting shot. Nobody's going willingly into this car. Nobody. I, I saw it. Like the only, the only other option that they could have could have had was for them to uh, get caught another way. Now I thought that they were going to get caught when they they ended up taking that nap. Well, old boy with the with the braids, the Florida boy mm-hmm. with the braids and the goals came to the car. I felt like that would have been a more like ideal situation where if the police came in, I would have like, dang, they almost there. But when I once I saw the plane and I saw how how dude was like Still. too cool, I was like, nah, something ain't right. And as soon as I said that, whoop, whoop, I'm like I was like, ah, so I was like, yeah, here, here's here's where they died now. I feel like it was it was like a scotch too early with the can I be a legacy pow like oh nah that I I, yeah, I don't I think it was like, a tear jerker for me I felt like it was just like uh, we knew how this was I going feel, in I feel like it was it was cry worthy not even just like it was cry worthy because the tears caught me by surprise but that's because I cry but <laughs> <laughs> but I I guess because it's just the love story itself and being hopeful and wanting the love to survive. But knowing that it will in another way, and it sucks that it will continue on in death, but it just couldn't continue on Earth. But um, 
it's just it's sad regardless like yeah. I saw it coming like I didn't see it coming cause I thought old, I didn't know old boy was gonna be your own people to say yes oh my gosh. but I, I didn't that. see that part but I when I left the theater I thought to myself hell yeah he was gonna be the one to sell them out cause he was like y'all wanna smoke this blunt cause what nigga you know gonna share that blunt with somebody they no, don't know bump that it was the fact that he <laughs> said oh tomorrow no, tomorrow, old boy said tomorrow, no, nah, we got to go today, G. And then all of a sudden, he said, oh, they got, they said they got to go today. Name any businessman that can make a 24-hour move like that, especially when it's something like that. Come on, that was a, that was a telltale. I feel like, like a plane, like if he say, I can't do it today, now, a businessman, if especially if you good peoples with him, they gonna do whatever whatever's the fastest. If you bump from a whole day to what, twenty four hours, hour? sneaky right there. I'm looking at it like, nah, this shady. They bro. said meter in an hour, yeah. but like it, but back to it, cause it was like it's like a lead up. It's like the poetry is leading to an end, and you don't want the, the story to end. Yeah. But that's what because like the lines that they said, like, oh, I would have kissed your scars. Yeah. I would have been your legacy. Led, yeah, but yeah. It, in turn, like at that moment, it felt sincere. Yeah. And it was real at that moment. So no, it's it was like. Real. I felt like if, if if anything was crawl worthy to me, it would have been the where he where he lifted her up and was walking towards the police because he was like, this this was this is my legacy like yeah like if, he she, wasn't if, she, if she die if she died die yeah like it ain't no it ain't no oh you finna get get her out the game and I'm finna be in jail nah no. if she died die like you might as well kill both of us and it and if if you really think about it. The span of six days brought them so close. close if you think room. about that totally first, different like people. I'm talking about, they hated each other from the moment that, like, I, even the tension at the dinner, bro. Like, he was like, "Oh, you gonna eat that salad?" Because you look like you ain't finna eat. Yeah, let me get some of that salad. She was but just she was so really disgusted cold, to, yeah. Which, but I, I don't think she was really disgusted. Well, yeah, if she. I feel like she was disgusted because she being an attorney and the film doesn't really talk about class. The film doesn't talk about class. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, uh, being in like a um, in a certain tax bracket or whatever. Yeah. But you could tell like she was difficult and she had walls built up around her. Yeah. And nothing was too good for her. By the end. But you but you get that story from her because you find out that yeah. uh, her her situation about right. her yeah. getting her, her uncle out of jail, jail from murdering her mom. mom. Like even though. They weren't that close. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, you you get that story that she comes from a hard background. Even yeah. with the, oh, I hate listening to people chew and all that. You know that she has her ways. She's set in her ways. But yeah. even with her being set in her ways, for, and for her to be broken. That. Yeah, like, for her to be broke. That's what I was going to say. Like, for her to be broken down to love. Like, bruh, like, in a span of six days, though. Like, that's somebody that you, like, other people take Years to break to down. For that person to do do it in six days, had they lived, that would have been the greatest love story of all time. Like, it, what, yeah, what, it was what, what because she made a change within a matter of a week. Yeah, but um, but you gotta think about it. Like them being on a run forces her to lose all of her comfort to keep those guards up. Yeah, yeah. And then at that part of the movie, it was just I I didn't I. 
I talked about this with Chris before you cried. I went to go see the movie and you she cried. told me I was gonna cry. I did not cry. Oh, you lie. Don't look at him because you like No, seriously. I will put that on the Bible. I did not cry. I don't know why. The I will put that on the Bible. I did not cry. And I don't know why. Because I felt like I was supposed to be crying at that point. But it was just like I was numb. And I think it was because I knew in the back of my head that this was going to happen. Like I knew they weren't going to make it out. But it was like I had that glimmer of hope that they would make it out. And then when they when they shot that first shot. Queen got hit. I said, yeah. Yeah, well, God, dog, that's that's <laughs> <laughs> there it is. But see, there it's, it like, is. it's like it, it, like to go back to the other movie, The Hate You Give. I was such so in fear of the little oh boy God. dying, yeah. and oh when he did it, I cried tears, dog. I, I was, was like, cringing. "Oh my God!" That like that that was a I, scary moment. I was like cringing <laughs> I was in the theater. Like my, I'm like, my body tensed so hard. I cried the whole movie. Mind you, I, I know I know this ain't this ain't legal, but I watched it on my phone. I threw my phone down. <laughs> we I, are not supporting the bootleg hustle. We not, because I stopped. But I threw, I threw my phone down and I was like wiping tears. Cause I was like, bruh, to see a child being raised up in that type of environment and for him to react in the way that he did. First of all, age doesn't matter. A weapon is in a, in, in anybody's hands. Yeah. At that point, the cops could have let him yes. up. But yes. for the sister to stand in front and say, no, he will not die. I, right then and there, you could call me sissy, fight, Tweety Bird if you want to. I was over there crying like Martin when Gina left. <laughs> Bro, because when I seen it, like, mind you, I have I have two sons and a daughter. Like, you you don't know the heartache that would do to me if I was to lose one of mine. But not only putting them in perspective, but to lose another child of color to this situation. Like, that's like, even though it was all, all made up, but like, bro, to, to, for that to happen... It puts you in perspective like, this cannot be life. Yeah. Like, if this is the life that we live, can can I get another one, Jesus? Can can we do rock, paper, scissors, shoot for something else? Because yeah. if this is if this is how I gotta live, I don't like that. Like to, to have to look over my shoulder because of my skin color. To be told growing up, oh, you are already black, you got one strike against you. I don't think that we should have to live like this. Yeah. And I mean, it, it because of the Queen and Slim. The, the magnitude of the movie, it's a great movie, but because of how I knew it was going to end, I wasn't so much more emotional, but I would rather, you know, I would rather, I would, I would, I would say it was a great movie, but it was, to me, it wasn't a tearjerker. It was just more so like, dang, that's messed up. Mm-hmm. Oh, what's next? What are we going to see next? Like, that, that, that's how I was at the end of the movie, bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was like, what are you about to eat at? <laughs> <But> <laughs> the, what are you about to eat at? The one thing that was really sobering to me, and then 
I guess we're gonna close this topic out. When the movie ended, it was Lauren Hill song. Lot, no, not it, not even. It was so many of us in that theater. Us, meaning black folks, in that theater. Not one person said a word. Not nobody yeah. said, yeah. um, let me call such and such. Not nobody looked at their phone. Everybody walked out in silence. Yeah. In silence. It was pure si- It's like we had just left awake or something. Yeah. And it was, it just immediately made me go into writing mode because it made me think of a march. Right. It made me, it put me in the mindset of a march because all you could hear was the steps of those feet. Mm-hmm. And it was just, the, the movie was powerful. Mm, but That's deep. <laughs> a march. Yeah. Back into the life that we have to live on the something we just saw in a, in a microscope. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But back to um old boy who sold out. It be, be your, your own damn people. people. It be your own people. So side note, after I saw this movie, after I listened to that amazing podcast, if y'all haven't listened to that podcast on the read, please go and check it out. I think it was episode. There ain't no episode. It's just on the read. Okay, it's on the read. <laughs> but um, they they talked to the screenplay writer. They talked to the director. It was an awesome conversation. Great dialogue. Check that out. But anyway, I get on Instagram. It be your own people. This dude has a huge following. I'm not going to name no names. And I happened to be catching his live. He had just saw Queen and Slim. This man made a statement. Oh, if if y'all black and like Queen Slim, something wrong with y'all. I said, what? What's wrong with you? So then I he was like, oh, inbox me if you can if you can give me a valid reason basically of why you like the movie. So I immediately went to my phone, went to the podcast and said, you need to listen to this, get informed and then have a conversation about this movie because he came in with all these stigmas talking about. Oh, how the movie showed the white savior. There was no white savior. Thank you. So what movie did he see? Thank you. He probably went to go see um, Riverdale. No, he went to go see Queen of Slim. I know what I'm talking about. But he was... That's what he referred to. He He was talking about the man and his wife, how they were the white saviors in the movie. He talked about how they portrayed women's bodies in the movie, how black women bodies were being portrayed in the film. And my thing was, first of all, in those scenes, those were their characters. They were prostitutes. They were not going to be fully dressed in mama's church dresses. One of them is not a woman. She's non-gender conforming. Mm -hmm. Okay, that part I didn't know, but okay. (laughs) (laughs) That's news to me. The one one that was Spanish, the one that's Spanish with the curly hair, Mm -hmm. she plays in the show Pose, which is about drag queens in the 80s. So, being her real life, she's non-gender conforming. Okay, I didn't know that. She was born a male. If you was wondering. Okay. Didn't know that. Would have probably never known that. So that's news to me. 
bad for all the niggas that was in the movie like that. She fine. <laughs> I, looking at her in that movie, I would have never known. And she is in, so skinny. She is in, I would have never known in, that. Inserts, inserts the memes. She's transgender. That's a nigga. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't do that. That is terrible. No, because I, I didn't know that. So had, had I not known that, I mean, I'm just saying, like, whoever said, because I'm pretty sure people look at movies, and I'm a man. I'm not going to speak for everybody else. Me as a man. I'm a married man, and I still look at certain movies or, or whatever, and I say, like, mm-hmm. oh, she, she fine. She, she pretty. You know what I'm saying? Like, me and my wife discuss the way people look, like I don't care. I, I I have no filter when it comes to it. I will say somebody is butt ugly, and I will say, "Damn, she look good." Yeah. But n- people say, "Oh, she look fine." I'm just saying, putting it out there. So since Chris has given us all this information about how she's non-gender conformed, <laughs> meaning that's a nigga. Oh, if you was oh, in the movies God. saying, "Damn, she fine." Oh, let me follow her on Instagram. You might be looking at it now. I'm just saying. Oh, my God. I can't. I don't know why I told y'all. <laughs> but, oh my God. but, yeah, I just find that, and I think it, it made me think, and it made me look back on how often, not just black people, but people in this generation, meaning in the 20-somethings and, um, and up, people in the 20-somethings and up, yeah, yeah. As Sizzle said, I'm twenty something. In it made me think about how we sometimes go on tangents and not are we are not fully informed about the issue. We are not fully informed about the topic, and so I tell my kids all the time. I'm a teacher, and I tell my kids all the time. You have to have proper research research and resources. You cannot come in here speaking logic and trying to spit logic and you ain't got no facts. Your paper is weak. Your argument is weak. And it's going to get shut down. And I felt like that Instagram person who got on that that day and decided to do that live. mm -mm, He didn't even look. And then this is the thing that really pissed me off. He came back on, did another live, because he ended up um, video chatting with somebody and convincing them that he was right in the issue. And so they was praising him and amening him and doing all this stuff. That nigga's stupid. Exactly. And so he comes back on live, and I said, <laughs> I said, let me, let me go back and see what he got to say. Maybe they convinced him. Man, he get back on there with the same crap. Then, so I type in the comments, I said, well, did you re- listen to the video, uh, the the interview? Because you need to um, check that out before you start having this dialogue. This man said, oh, yeah, I heard the interview. I, I, I listened to the interview. And then immediately goes into uh, talking about um, how it was a white savior in the movie. I said, there is clearly, that's clearly a, a telltale they sign. They made it clear in the interview that there not is no white savior. Listen to the, that, that made it clear that he did not listen to the interview. And you just went in because you wanted your followers. This nigga stupid. To get on your live 
and you wanted to feel like you was grand, but don't do that. Don't don't flex. Cause first of all, it's a black woman screenwriter and a black woman director. Come on, give kudos, man. But I'm done after that. But that 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 segue into that segue into another topic of like just men not giving women credit when they are due especially sometimes i'm not gonna say like all black men but it's a lot of black men who like to think that oh um they like to exert what little power they have back to the power conversation Mm -hmm. whatever little power they have to say and put down women especially black women at that and malcolm x said it best the (laughs) the um the person who's treated the worst on the earth is a black woman yeah yeah. But we done with Queen of Slim, y'all, because we done ran over this time. This going to have to be like a mini episode.